0: Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince, who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, She finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Listen Within, a novel of discovery and finding true self. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 13, Me. Learning about my mother really took a toll on me. I didn't want to talk to anyone nor see anyone, and that included Mr. Brown. It was late in the day when I got the impulse to feel the ocean. I slipped into my bathing suit, grabbed a towel, and went to the closest town beach. All of the families had left for the day, so it was just a few couples who remained. I dropped my towel, took off my shoes, and then walked to the water's edge. The sand was cool and felt refreshing on my feet. I'd been so busy with the house that this was the first swim since I'd been on the island. I threw my clothes up on my towel, then waded into the water. Yep, it was cold, but it felt good. I learned early on in life to just rip off the band-aid and jump in. Otherwise, it would take forever to get used to the temperature. (sighs) Ah, salt water. I floated like a buoy. I was never a great swimmer, but I was definitely more buoyant in salt water than fresh or chlorine. I flipped on my back and just floated. It was so relaxing. It felt like the unrest that I'd had before just dissipated when I plunged into the ocean. I heard the muffled sounds of the water as only my eyes, nose, and mouth were exposed. These sounds lulled me into a peaceful, meditative state as I floated, using my hands to steer me if I went out too far. As I looked up at the sky, I heard paint. Evie, paint your feelings. That seemed like such a foreign concept. I had moved here to the island to paint. But so much had happened within the month that I had been here that I hadn't even thought about lifting a brush. I stayed in the water a little longer, then slowly walked out, not wanting to leave. But the sun was getting low, and the mosquitoes would soon be out in force. I wrapped the towel around my body, knocked off as much sand as I could from my feet, and then walked back to the car. As I pulled out of the parking lot, I looked toward the lighthouse, seeing the two reds in a white of light. That lighthouse had kept me sane many a nights when I just hadn't known what to do after my mother's death. Nothing to think about. Just red, red, white. A broad smile appeared on my face. Entering the house, I felt renewed. I had a new confidence that made me feel like I could manage these roller coaster feelings. I showered, dressed, found Grandma's easel, and got my paints out. I set myself up in the living room, placing a fresh canvas on the easel, then closing my eyes. Emotions started to rise in me. Sadness. Anger. Confusion, fear, loneliness. I allowed myself to feel it all, then picked up my brush and started to paint. Tears streamed down my face as I painted and painted. At times my hands shook, then I would yell, followed by uncontrollable crying. What resulted was a painting unlike anything else that I had ever painted. It was Dark and gloomy. Dull colors, like blacks, grays, blood red, and dark greens. And strokes that were jagged, sharp, and messy. Then a gradual transition had happened. My strokes were more fluid, lighter. Those same colors emanated a new radiancy until everything culminated into whiteness. I dropped my brush and fell to my hands and knees. My breaths were deep and heavy. It felt like I'd just run ten miles, and I was covered in sweat. When I woke, I was curled up on the floor, shivering. It was night. There was only one light that illuminated the painting. I looked at it. It was not beautiful. I didn't know what it was. Then I looked at it again. It was me. I heard a knock at the door and pushed myself from the floor, seeing Mr. Brown through the window. I wrapped myself in the blanket and opened the door. Evie, are you okay? Concern was written all over Mr. Brown's face. I haven't seen you for a couple of days and... I'm okay. Thank you for checking on me. Mr. Brown grabbed my arm and sat me on the couch. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw my painting and froze. Evie, this is... He stopped, then finally said, Phenomenal. I hung my head and sat in silence. After studying my painting for a time, Mr. Brown got busy in the kitchen, making me some coffee and scrambled eggs with toast. He brought it over and encouraged me to eat. I don't know if I can go on here, in this house, I mumbled. Evie, you need to give yourself some time. You just learned a lot of things and are experiencing a great deal of emotion. Just feel it. But remember, you are in control of how this information impacts your life. What do you mean? Everyone loved you, and they did what they thought was best for you. You can take that information and try to see it from their point of view and appreciate what they went through to make those decisions. Or you can look at it from how you were impacted, stay mad, and feel cheated because your childhood was not like how it was supposed to be or how you saw on television. You can be limited, or you can take this information and say thank you, then go on and create the life that you choose to live. This is all up to you. He pushed the plate closer to me, then quietly walked out. After breakfast, I cleaned myself up, then put away my paints and placed the painting on top of the footlocker. As I passed by the table to go outside, I accidentally knocked my phone on the floor and noticed that I had a number of missed calls and texts from Hendrick. I quickly dialed his number. Evie, is everything okay? Yes, I said sheepishly. I'm sorry that I have not called or responded to your messages. I've been dealing with a lot here, just learning about my mother, her death, and more about my grandparents. I'm sorry, Evie. I did not know about your mother. Please, how could you? It's not something that I tell many people. I took a deep breath. (sighs) The long and short of it is that I lost my mother at the age of sixteen. She, unfortunately, did not return from one of her trips, and my grandparents never told me what happened. I found a footlocker that contained the particulars of my mother and my family. Things I was never told. I've been trying to process it all and, as you say, experience life. Well, life has hit me so hard upside my head that I don't know if I have the strength to learn more. I sighed. You are strong, Evie. When I'm in that place, and I've been there more times than I want to admit, I tell myself that this has already been solved, and I don't need to do anything else but follow my heart. Huh? You've lost me. What do you mean, this has already been solved? All of the emotions you're experiencing are from things that have happened in the past. None of this is in the now, and it's not going to happen again in the future. Your higher self has infinite wisdom and knows what has happened, what is now, and what will happen. Your higher self has already solved this for you. Know that. I didn't say anything for a few moments, then I hesitantly sighed and said, I guess. Just know that everything will work out, and it will, he said with finality. Well, if nothing else comes from this, I painted last night. The first time since I've been here. As I'm learning, painting really helps me identify and process my feelings. Good, bad, or otherwise. This painting reflects the otherwise. I call it me. May I see it? Sure. I took a picture, then sent it to him via text. I could tell when he received it because I heard him mutter under his breath. Whoa, this is intense. Now you can understand what I've been going through these past few days. Evie, sweetheart, take your time. There's no rush to learn at all. Just be and live your life. Enjoy the island. It's the summer. Stop worrying about what happened and enjoy what is now. That mindset will keep you sane. I speak from experience. Thank you for that. I so appreciate you. I told him, then gasped. (gasps) In all my anxiety, I forgot to ask about Nick. How is she doing? She's good. Came home just the other day. Has been doing a lot of sleeping, but the doctors say she will make a full recovery. She really credits her healing to you. What? That is silly. You said that she was on antibiotics, so how could I have done anything? Hendricks paused and took a deep breath. Evie, each one of us has the ability to heal ourselves and others. Nick was scared, and her anxiousness was causing her to not eat or sleep. The meds were doing nothing for her. When she felt you, she calmed down and knew... That everything would be okay. That emotional shift allowed her body to take nourishment, rest, and allowed the medicine to do their jobs. Don't be shy about this gift you have. Your energy is powerful. Celebrate it. I didn't know how to respond so I just said, may I have a hug? Of course. This is the best part of my day, sharing this energy with you. Thank you. I can't wait for you to come and visit. I can't wait either. Before we hung up, Hendrick added, Please, don't ever scare me like that again, Evie. I truly care for you. And not knowing where you were, if you were okay, or how to get in touch with you had me out of my mind i am sorry it was not my intention my voice was filled with sincerity take this number 5086459811 that is mr browns my neighbor's number he is the only person i see regularly and will know what is going on if you can't find me after we hung up i sat there and reflected on what hendrick had said to me Was I a healer? Was my energy really powerful? I giggled. (laughs) He truly cares for me. A few days passed and I finally decided to send a picture of my latest painting to Tatum. Tatum, hope you are well. Apologies for being MIA for so long. Lots of things to work through here. Attached is a photo of my latest work. I call it me. Let me know what you think and if you may have a buyer. Look forward to hearing from you. Evie. Not long after my phone rings, expecting the call to be from Tatum, I was surprised to hear it was Trinity. Hello? Evie, it's Trinity. How are you? Trinity? Are you here? Just got in last night. How long are you here for and when can we see each other? I'll be here for two weeks, and I was hoping to get together tomorrow night. Dinner? That would be great. I haven't really gotten out to see much of Down Island. So to be shown around by a local would be fantastic, I said tongue-in-cheek. Ha ha. Let's meet at the Blue Duck Cafe at six. Sounds great. See you then. I was really excited to see Trinity. It would be nice to have a friendly distraction. Also, I desperately needed to get out more. Prior to heading down island to meet Trinity, I stopped by Mr. Brown's. Hello, Mr. Brown? Back here, he yelled. I walked around his house, weaving in between lobster pots and nets. Hi! Hey, kiddo. What's up? I hope you don't mind, but I gave a friend your phone number in case of emergencies. That's fine. No worries at all. Heading into town? Uh, How did you know? (laughs) You clean up good, he said with a chuckle. Thanks. Meeting a friend at the Blue Duck for dinner. From your high school days? No, our paths actually cross back in Denver... Come to find out, she grew up here on the island. What's her name? Maybe I know her family. I actually don't know. Her first name is Trinity. Well, she must be an islander, because she knows the best place on the island to get lobster, next to catching it yourself. Be careful down there. Those summer people can be crazy. I'll watch myself. Have a great night. The drive took a little longer because I got stuck behind a cyclist. The whole way down, I was already giving appreciation for the great parking space that I would get. There were people everywhere. You would not have known that we had just been in a pandemic. The main street was packed. I patiently drove to the end, and just as I was turning up a side street, a car pulled out. (laughs) Perfect timing, I laughed. When I arrived at the cafe, Trinity was already at the table. She greeted me with a big hug. Evie, so nice to see you. How was the drive? I got caught behind a cyclist, but otherwise uneventful. It is so good to see you. How does it feel to be back home? Great. My skin has moisture, but my hair, oof. I laughed, knowing exactly what she was talking about. She handed me a menu. I am told they have great lobster, is that true? I probed. Yes, it's funny. Kind of a secret menu item. No frills. Boiled with a side of butter and a wedge of lemon. Isn't that the only way to eat it? I remarked. Exactly! You just hope to get one. They use their own pots, so when the lobster is gone, it's gone. The waiter greeted us while pouring two glasses of water. Just before he asked for our order, we both announced that we would like the lobster. Okay, that was easy. It's your lucky day. We still have some, he replied. Any appetizers to start? Trinity looked at me and whispered, If you like ice cream... There's a place down the street that makes it homemade, so save room. We both looked up at the waiter and shook our heads. When he walked away, we both busted out laughing. It felt so nice to just be and enjoy the company. It seemed like I hadn't done this in a long time. Evie, so tell me, how was the drive? Ugh, it was nice to see the country, but the food, not so much. I tried to pack as many healthy snacks as possible, but I couldn't wait for the drive to be over. Oh, I also got a flat tire. No, that is the worst. Did you fix it yourself? I did. So proud of myself. But it was one of the scariest experiences. Cars whizzing by. Luckily, it was on the passenger side. A donut got me to a mechanic where I had to buy a new tire, I explained. I remember driving out with my ex-boyfriend. Unless you have the time and can really sightsee, I wouldn't want to do it again. And I can't imagine doing it by myself. Yep, been there, done that, won't do it again, I noted. So, how is your new job? Things getting better? Oh, yes, I really lucked out, she laughed, then corrected herself. I have created a great new life for myself. And your help was the icing on the cake. I grinned at her. So glad I could help. What about you? Painting? Yes, I actually just finished one. Very different from my others, I admitted. Do you have a photo? I scrolled through my phone to find the picture that I had sent to Hendrick and Tatum, then slid it over. Trinity gazed at the phone, then put the phone down and closed her eyes. She was quiet for a few seconds before she told me. Evie, that painting is so heart-wrenchingly beautiful. The emotion is palatable. Are you okay? She set her hand on mine. Just before I could answer, the waiter set down two platters with bright red lobsters and corn. Enjoy, ladies, we answered. Thank you in unison. Then I turned back to Trinity and said, I'm okay, but I will be better once I eat this delicious-looking lobster. I smiled with the shell cracker in hand. We both jumped into our meals, juice flying, butter dripping, and the shout of pride when I pulled the entire tail out of its shell. "Mm, This is fantastic, I grunted as I finally looked up from my plate. Trinity laughed and nodded in agreement. I sat back in my seat and slowly picked through the lobster carcass to see what else I might find. Finally, I went for the little legs and sucked out any deliciousness that might be left. So are you really okay? Trinity began. I am a work in progress. My entire life, there always seemed to be secrets or information that I was not given like who my father is, where my mother went when she traveled, how she died. These questions cause me to always question myself. Was it my fault? Did I do something wrong? I always tried to please everyone else but myself. So, coming back here and cleaning out my grandparents' house, I am finding some of those answers and am... Desperately trying to process all of this in a non-judgmental way, I admitted. I could feel the confusion and pain in your painting, but I could also see some clarity. You really are gifted, she complimented. Thank you, but I must say the same to you. I never really got the opportunity to compliment you on the vase that you gave me. I love it and have it prominently displayed in the house. I also painted a picture of that vase and the feeling I received when you gave it to me. It was such a joyful moment. So thank you for sharing your gift of beauty with me. I love working in clay. I forgot what famous artist said this, but it is genuinely like there is something already in the clay and I'm just exposing it. I wanted to give you something that expressed my gratitude. I was just coming out of a really bad place. My former relationship took everything. I had nothing, physically, mentally, or spiritually. When you gave me the desk chair and then the bedroom and kitchen furniture, it helped me remember that there is still light in this world. That is what you are to me. You are a magnificent light. We both smiled at each other, then sat in silence, until the waiter returned and asked if we wanted dessert. No, we are good, we said simultaneously, then broke into laughter. It was like we were best friends from way back. Our connection was strong, and it was just as easy to be myself with Trinity. There were only a few other people in this world that I had this easy rapport with, so I knew Trinity and I would remain friends. We paid the bill, then walked down the street, bobbing and weaving through all the tourist window shopping and reading menus. The ice cream shop was busy, but this was our last stop of the evening, so we didn't mind the wait. I felt my phone buzz and saw that Tatum had responded to my email. Evie, another masterpiece. Would love to get the backstory to this piece. Can we talk tomorrow? I looked at Trinity and gave her an apologetic look as I responded to Tatum's email. Yes, tomorrow is great. I'm free all day. Thanks. Sorry about that. My agent. Yes, I said agent, I snickered to myself, responding to me about my latest painting. Agent? Very nice. Did she like? Trinity asked. I think so. She mentioned masterpiece, so I guess that's good. As we advanced in line, we got to see the ice cream flavor menu. All the usual suspects were listed, but there was one that only an island ice cream store would serve. cohog. I was next in line and ordered. Butter pecan, one scoop, and a cup. Trinity, behind me, ordered the exact same thing. That just proved to me that we were meant to be friends. We sat in the park and watched the people walk by as we ate our ice creams. Perfect island night, just how I remembered them being when I'd been a kid. Ice cream had always made me feel better when I missed my mother, and butter pecan had been my grandparents' favorite flavor. When we finished our ice creams, our bellies were full, so we decided to call it a night. Plus, I had to drive back up island. Trinity and I gave each other a wonderful hug and said our goodbyes. She promised to call before she left with the hopes that we could get together one more time. The drive back up island was a quiet, uneventful trip. I always remembered having to be careful driving at night. The winding road had the ability, if not careful, to lull the driver to sleep. Deer were always a concern, especially at dusk when they were just coming out to eat, so I always tried to be alert. I got home and grabbed my phone for my evening chat with Hendrick. Unfortunately, he was not available, and I was tired. So I left a message saying I would call him in the morning. I also sent a text to Reva, asking if she could come down this weekend, as I wanted to start cleaning out. She gave me a quick response, a thumbs up. Tatum called the next day. "'Evie, hi!' Hey, Tatum, so nice to hear your voice. Likewise. That is a pretty heavy painting you just completed, and the title, Me, must mean you're going through some stuff. I don't want to pry, but I like to give some backstory to all of the paintings I sell. It allows potential buyers to make a better connection. I understand, I told her, then began giving more details on my move to the island and all my new life discoveries. I always feel the emotion that you put into your paintings, but this one was overflowing with confusion and sadness. Yet there was still focus and clarity. I don't know how you do it, but please keep it up. As I have said before, we are all better for it. Thank you. You are really starting to grow a following. I know that you haven't built your website yet, but I am being asked by a number of my buyers to be added to the notification list when you paint something new. Congratulations! This is how full-time artists build their business, she explained. Tatum, thank you for all of your help. You are the one helping to keep this dream of mine alive in this crazy journey. Always here to help, Keep me posted as you create more. Will do, and thank you. For the remainder of the week, I sorted through things and started to separate what I would keep and what I would give away or sell. Reva was arriving on the 2 o'clock boat, so I left for the boat by one fifteen, wanting to make sure that I got a parking space so that I could meet her as she got off. I did my usual focus on finding a great parking space and keeping myself calm, so that I would not stress about how people were driving. I had to circle through town a couple of times before I found a spot, but the one I got was right next to the steamship authority. Amazingly, I had a few minutes, so I stopped and grabbed an iced coffee. Not like my normal Starbucks, but no matter. I had learned quickly to get over any of my fast food or franchise cravings, as there were no franchise chain restaurants on the island. Crazy but true, they were not allowed. However, there was one ice cream shop that slipped in, but no others had been allowed. When the boat arrived, there was a stream of people both walking and driving off. It looked like one of those clown cars that should only hold one person, but 50 climb out. I walked over to the boat, like so many others waiting for friends and loved ones, at the bottom of the platform. I chose to stand in the back and saw Riva as she stepped through the door. I jumped up and waved, yelling, Riva. She gave me a nod in acknowledgement that she heard me. Then it took her a minute to get to me. When we were finally close enough, she ran up and shared an enormous hug. Riva, it's so good to see you. How was the trip? Hey, girl, great to be seen. She pushed me back and looked me up and down. What have you done to yourself? You look amazing. I guess Island Life has been treating you well. (laughs) Aw, shucks, I goofed. Just a lot of sleeping, eating, and hard work. Nope, Nah. there is something else, she probed. Have you met someone? My face turned a little red and I laughed. (laughs) Maybe? Maybe my ass. You met someone and you didn't tell me? She accused. I wanted to tell you in person, and I didn't really know what it was until I got to the island. Well, I want to hear all about it. I grabbed her bag and we headed to the car. It didn't matter how long it took to drive up island because we had a lot to catch up on. When we pulled onto the road to my house, I swerved and jerked the car so that we would miss most of the bumps and looked at her and said, Fixing this road is on my to-do list. We got out, and I led the way to the house. Evie, this place is so cute, and the view is friggin' awesome, Reva commented. Thanks. Yes, my grandparents were very proud of their little piece of paradise. I brought Riva's bag in and put it in my room. She followed me in. Uh, apologies for the size of the bed. This is my old room. I haven't gotten to buying a new bed yet, I explained. Have you cleaned out your grandparents' room yet? Nope. That is what I was hoping you could help me with. It's been an emotional roller coaster so far, and I would prefer to do it with someone I trust. You know I'm here for you. You have me for three full days. I have to be back in the city by Tuesday afternoon, she stated. Thanks. We went back out to the living room and Riva noticed my paintings. I assume you painted this? Yes. I did this after I opened the footlocker. As you can see, it was an emotional experience. It looks like it, but I do love the painting in a macabre way. New subject. I want to change the energy here. So, tell me about this special someone. I proceeded to give Riva the details of how Hendrik and I had met him helping me find my purpose and guiding me along my spiritual journey in our first official date. Evie, you are just beaming. He must be something special. When do I get to meet him? I don't know. He says that he will come and visit in August, I hesitated. I know you want him all to yourself, she observed. No worries. When you're ready. So, where do we start? We started in my grandmother's closet. I had already cleaned out my grandfather's, but I had more sentimental attachment to grandma's items. The first night, we sorted through all of my grandmother's clothes. I kept a few items, but most would be included in the estate sale or donated. Hey, Evie, did you see this? Reva motioned me over. What? In the back of the closet were a number of canvases. She carefully handed them out to me. In total, there were six paintings, all done by my grandmother. I had never seen these pieces before, and they weren't her usual landscape, detail-type paintings. She had used a technique called scrumbling that gave the images unending depth and grandeur. We brought them out to the living room and leaned them up against the couch. One painting was so extraordinary and familiar that I gasped when I saw it. I picked it up and turned it over. Title was, What I See When I Close My Eyes. It was dated just a few years before she'd passed. Riva watched me, knowing that this had made a huge impact on me. Evie, what is it? It took me a minute to answer. This is exactly what I see when I close my eyes in meditation. What do you mean? I see colors when I'm in a deep meditation, generally in the morning when I first wake up. These are the exact colors I see, violet, indigo, and green. If you're seeing colors like this in your meditation, then you're being shown your prominent chakras or your prominent energy types. Holy shit! This is what Colby meant by understanding my energy. She gave me a chakra book before I moved out here. I read through most of it but didn't understand how to apply it. So my grandmother and I both had prominent heart, third eye, and crown chakras. Well, it seems like you and your grandmother were more connected than you thought. My grandmother had been somewhat of a local celebrity artist, but she was known for detailed landscape paintings. These were vastly different. All of them dated between two to three years before she passed. I looked over at Reva. Do you think my grandmother had her awakening? Or maybe she decided to paint what was really in her heart. We sat in silence, just staring at the paintings. The silence was broken, however, by Mr. Brown's voice. I could hear him out in the yard. Evie, you there? He called. I went to the door and responded, Yep, I'm here. Okay to come over. I got a surprise for you. Sure. Mr. Brown walked in with a basket full of lobsters. What? what? Riva yelled. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you had company. Mr. Brown, this is my best friend, Reva. She came up for a long weekend and to help me clean out and organize. Nice to meet you, Reva. It is wonderful to meet you, Mr. Brown, especially since you brought such a wonderful surprise, Riva said with a grin. Well then, ladies, I guess you have dinner tonight. Won't you join us? I pleaded. I don't want to intrude. I'm sure you have a lot to catch up on, he added. Please, Mr. Brown, you bring us dinner and then don't even join us? Unacceptable, Reva exclaimed, charming Mr. Brown into joining us. The entire night he told stories of me growing up, things that I never knew he knew. Reva ate it up, I'm sure for future blackmail. After Mr. Brown left, Reva and I leisurely cleaned the kitchen. Did you notice how Mr. Brown's face lit up when he talked about you? Reva asked. No, I didn't, but he's been in my life since for as long as I can remember. Plus, he was my grandfather's best friend. Maybe, but that look was pride. He was genuinely proud of you. That's nice. He is a good family friend. I replied. Later that night, I lay on the couch and gave my appreciation for the day to my higher self. Thinking back on the evening, it had been really nice to have Mr. Brown with me at this time. He had been my rock, and he had been so loving to me. I wonder how he knew those things. I was sure my burning parents had shared those stories with him. In a whisper, I heard, Evie. Enjoy your family. My family? I thought to myself. What family? Over the next two days, Reva and I worked nonstop sorting, cleaning, and organizing. My grandparents' bedroom was almost cleared out, except for my grandmother's jewelry and the footlocker. But I would let both of those wait. Reva and I flopped ourselves down onto the bed and stared at the ceiling. So, are you good sleeping in here now that everything is cleared out? Yeah, I'm good, I mumbled. Whatever, what's up? It's their broom. I feel them in here. Do they scare you? No, but it's still like I am intruding. Have you ever asked them to leave? Why would I do that? It's their house. No, it's your house, and you can ask them to give you some time. Then, when you're ready, you can open yourself up to them again. Reva explained. I I can do that? Yes, you can. Evie, their energy is around you all the time. They will always be with you. But if you're not ready to hear them or feel them, you can request that they give you the time that you need. All they want to do is support you. She stood up. I'll leave you to it. I'm going outside to sit on the deck. Come out when you're ready. With that, she closed the bedroom door. I slipped off the bed and started pacing around the room. Then I heard, speak from the heart. Nodding at the advice, I then took a deep breath and started. Grandma and Grandpa? I miss you so much. Tears started streaming down my face, and I paused to catch my breath. Thank you for all that you did for me, to protect me and to raise me. I had no idea what you were going through. You gave me a stable, loving life, but as an adult, I was not able to create a joyful life. I've decided to change that, and coming back here is the start to my new, joyful life. I am here to paint and to create beauty, just like you taught me, Grandma. Learning about Mom has been very emotional for me. I understand why you did what you did, but I cannot say that I have completely accepted it. Until I can do that and am ready to learn more, I ask that you give me the time that I need. I know you are always with me, but I need to make this my home, and I can't do that if I feel you in here. Please, give me the time that I need. I love you. I went into the bathroom and rinsed my face with cold water, then I headed out to the deck where Reva was basking in the sun, looking extremely comfortable. Want to go to the beach? I asked. You really needed to ask? We got ourselves together, then drove over to the town beach. It was still a bit crowded, but we found a nice spot away from the families. So, how did it go? She probed. I think it went well. I guess we will see when we get back. We laid in the sun in complete silence. After a few, I looked over at Riva. She was sound asleep. After a few hours of basking in the sun, searching for wampum, and throwing each other in the water, we headed back home. I call for a shower, Riva yelled as she jumped out of the car. I laughed, yelling after her. Towels are in the bathroom closet. I sat on the deck while she was in the outdoor shower. Do you want to go downtown for dinner tonight and maybe find some trouble? I shouted over the running water. Now you're talking. She shouted back. I got in the shower after her, and then we got all gussied up. Hmm, I wonder where we should go. Then I thought of Trinity. I gave her a call. Luckily, she picked up. Trinity, it's Evie. Hey, Evie, what's up? I have a friend visiting, and we're heading down island tonight. Any recommendations? Plus, do you want to meet us? I offered. Yes, I would love to. I'm having dinner with some high school friends. Then we could meet you for a drink. There are a few places I would recommend for dinner. There is the Ale House, Jake's Raw Bar, and the Dream Diner. We can meet you at Martha's for drinks. Say, nine o'clock? Perfect. Call if things change. Will do. See you tonight. Reva and I were both feeling good. Nice glow from a day in the sun, summer dresses on, and we were actually going out to socialize. Hadn't done that in a while. I hoped I remembered how to make small talk. We drove down island, windows down, music playing. It felt like we were back in college. We pulled into town and I did the usual parking space game. This time we had two people focusing on a good spot. Thus it manifested even quicker. It was a great spot, too. No time limit and in the middle of town. We walked past the three restaurants that Trinity had suggested. Jake's and the Dream Diner all had lines, so we moved to the ale house. Not too bad. Fifteen-minute wait, and we could get a seat on the deck. We went to the bar and ordered a couple of mojitos. Riva noticed a couple of gentlemen at the end of the bar and gave me that look. No, not yet. Can't we just have dinner before you start? I pleaded. Nope. You never know when you may meet Mr. Wright. But I already have, I replied. Well, I haven't, and you are my wing girl, right? Right, I responded with a sigh. She gave the coy look and then looked away, which signified... Game on. Next thing we knew, our drinks are served with compliments from the two gentlemen. Reva nodded. A few minutes later, we heard, Good evening, ladies. Good evening, and thank you for your generosity. A good mojito can be hard to find, Reva stated. It was our pleasure. May we join you? For a few, but we're just about to be seated for dinner, Reva responded. Just like clockwork, we heard our names called to be seated. Thank you again, gentlemen, for your generosity. Have a nice evening. Hope to see you later, one of the men said as they went back to their seats at the bar. Reva, why did you do that? Now we're going to have to avoid them all night. This town is not that big, I scolded her. You may avoid, but the older one was cute, she (laughs) laughed. (sighs) <sighs> we enjoyed a wonderful dinner. Riva had surf and turf, and I had black cod. Ethically sourced, of course. With a potato puree. Such an extravagant dinner. This place was unassuming, but well worth the price. I looked at my phone, 845. Then I told Riva that I was hoping to meet a friend from Colorado at another place around 9. Riva agreed. We finished up and paid the bill. Before we left, though... I asked the bartender where Martha's was located, and he gave me directions. Reva's new friend had overheard my question to the bartender, so I was sure we would be seeing them again tonight. Walking down the main street was an event in itself. People were everywhere, sunburned and ready for whatever. However, we eventually found Martha's and strolled in. I took a look around and saw Trinity at a table with three other women, I waved as we made our way over. Evie, you made it! Trinity shouted over the loud music. She gave me a wonderful hug, then introduced me to her friends. Evie, this is Stacy, Trish, and Megan. We all went to high school together. Hello, everyone, and this is my friend Reva. Before we could get to the bar, a server brought us two mojitos. We looked around in... Surprise, surprise, there was Riva's new friends. Riva gave me a sideways look, as if to say, Don't screw this up for me. I smiled and did my duties as her wing girl. Luckily, by the time they made it to our table, I was deep in conversation with Trinity. It didn't seem to be a problem, as the two gentlemen were happy to make conversation with Riva and the other women. I looked at Riva to say, You good? and she gives me an okay wink. Trinity turned to me and asked, Are you settling in okay? Yes, there have been a lot of emotions cleaning out my grandparents' house and learning things I had no idea about. But overall, it really is starting to feel like home. Good. I know how it feels to start over. But in the end, it is better to take that leap and completely rely on yourself than be miserable, in a place that may be comfortable, but is not healthy. So how are you doing? You didn't mention much about your job, and if it was going well when we went out to dinner. Yeah, the job is okay. It's just a job to pay the rent, she shrugged. What I'm really excited to do is to sell my pottery. I make a few pieces here and there, but my goal is to get into a co-op studio situation and sell my pottery regularly. With how positive you are, I am sure you will manifest exactly what you desire in no time. I love my peace. It is so nice to hear someone say that they believe in me. That is where my focus lies right now, in knowing me. My ex thought he knew me, and when I strayed from what he thought he knew, he would belittle me. At first, it was just... Little things, like, you don't know what you want. Then it escalated to him saying I was worthless. When you hear that enough, you start believing it. I lost all sense of who I was and wanted to become. Luckily, my friend saw what was happening and helped me get out. She was the one who helped me move the furniture. She is like you. Pure light, Trinity explained. I am so happy to hear that you're doing well. Please let me know how I can help. My agent has a lot of connections, and I am sure she could advise on how to get your work out there. The music steadily got louder, making it impossible for Trinity and I to continue our conversation. We headed back to the table, and I noticed Riva on the dance floor having a ball. I told the others that I was going outside to make a phone call if Riva ended up looking for me. I walked out of the bar, my ears still thumping. It took a few minutes for me to actually hear again as I sat on the curb watching the people walk by and gave Hendrick a call. Hello? He answered. Hi, I miss you. Hey, you okay? Yes, I just miss you. Is it time for the Passion Hunter to take a vacation? In another couple of weeks, I am sure I can make that happen. Good. Is everything okay? You sound a little down. I'm out with Riva, and I just don't feel like I fit in anymore. It was nice talking to people one-on-one, but the whole party scene is just not comfortable. Plus, I was reminded how special you are, and I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you, I shared. Wow, thank you, Evie. Now that you're on this journey, things that you used to find interesting may not be as interesting anymore. Just like people who you used to connect with, you may find that you have nothing to talk about with them anymore. It's all growing making room for the things that are genuinely important to you. It feels kind of lonely at times, I confessed. It will, but you will find your people. You are my people, I gushed. He chuckled. (laughs) Thank you. I love hearing that. Well, I better get back in there before Reva invites the entire bar back to my house. Thank you for being you. Hendrick paused, then asked, Can I have a hug? I happily obliged. Thank you for that. I love feeling your energy. Have a good night. Hanging up, I entered the bar and headed over to our table. Reva was in deep conversation with her new male friend. Trinity and her friends were laughing and telling stories with the other gentlemen. Reva looked at me and saw I had that. It's time to go, look. She excused herself from her friend and came over to me. You ready? she asked. How did you know? I know you, Riva replied. Let me get his number, and then we can head out. We said our goodnights, and I gave Trinity a big hug and wished her well back in Colorado. Give me a call any time, and the offer still stands to talk to my agent. I promised before Reva and I zigged and zagged through the crowd to the door. Outside, it was just as crowded in the streets as it had been in the bar. Boy, summer is in full swing, I thought to myself, needing to get out of the hubbub. The drive-up island was filled with Reva recounting her evening. His name is Brian, and he's an architect from Philly. Divorced, two kids, who are both out of college, and he is a foodie. She rambled on. Sounds like he's perfect for you. I thought so as well. We exchanged numbers. He said he would call me tomorrow on my trip back. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Revo was leaving tomorrow. I instantly became sad. I could hear her rattling on about Brian, but it all seemed so far in the distance that I couldn't understand anything she was saying. Hey, Evie! Earth to Evie! What's up? You are so quiet, she commented. Sorry, I forgot that you were leaving tomorrow. I've had so much fun with you being here and I don't want you to leave, I confessed. Evie, honey, I'm only a phone call away and it takes me no time to get back here. You know as well as I do that you still have some things to sort out and it is best to do that in your time and on your own. I know, I know. Plus, isn't there someone special who is coming to visit soon? The man who I don't get to meet yet? I blushed. Yes, in a couple of weeks. Well then, I am sure that you will have plenty to do to get your house in order for your visitor. We pulled onto the dirt road, bumping and swerving. In our haste to get down Island, I had forgotten to turn on an outside light, so we climbed out of the car and fumbled our way to the front door. "'Evie, look up! Look at how bright the stars are tonight!' "'I smiled. "'They are that bright every night. "'In the distance, we could see the lighthouse's light, 2 reds and a white. "'It was a beautiful night. "'We got ourselves ready for bed. "'I slept on the couch, promising Reva "'that it was just for one more night. "'Traffic this morning was crazy.' There must have been an accident or something, as we were not moving at all. My first chance, I took the back way into town. It was a little longer, but traffic the other way wasn't moving, so it was our best bet. Luckily, Reva had purchased a round-trip boat ticket, so our goodbye was quick, and it was basically a tuck-and-roll as I drove into the boat parking lot. Call me when you get back to the city, I yelled as she ran to the boat. Will do! I love you! Love you, too. Thank you. I slowly drove away, looking in my rearview mirror to make sure she made it on the boat. She waved as she ran onto it. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations. Written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.org online. Reminder, when you're on your journey of finding your true self, things that you used to find interesting may not be as interesting anymore. You are growing, making room for the things that are genuinely important to you.